0: And here we go. Here we go on this Monday evening. It is November 28th, 2022, 6 p.m. straight up. That means it's time for Real Talk Memphis live uh, and local. I am your host, Chip Washington. Very happy to be with you on this Monday evening. I hope that you had a tremendous week since the last time um, we corresponded. Of course, uh, in between last week and this week, we had Thanksgiving. So I hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Did not eat too much turkey. I will not make such a claim. I ate as much as I could get my hands on, uh, <laughs> but I'm okay. I'm all right. You know, you 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 do it up once big, and then you know you have a few days to kind of digest and let things move along. Now, if you traveled. Uh, I hope that you uh, made it back okay. A lot of folks didn't. Uh, they canceled flights on uh, yesterday, a uh, couple of thousand. Today, uh, another two or 3,000 because of bad weather uh, that is uh, hampering part of the country. And speaking of, uh, prepare yourself, ladies and gentlemen, for a stormy Tuesday. Uh, weather forecasters are talking about uh, rain and thunderstorms moving in tomorrow afternoon, and they will be with us. Through the remainder of the day and into the evening hours, uh, we could see a good possibility of tornadoes. Said all that to say this. Prepare yourself. Make sure that uh, you have uh, your your cell phones, your iPads, and uh, your electronic instruments all all charged up and ready to go just in case you lose power. Because uh, if there is a threat of tornadoes, there's a threat of high winds out there as well. So please, please, uh, tomorrow be weather alert. Be careful out there, uh, you know, on your, on your goings and comings. And let's try to get through this one in relatively good shape. Now, before we move any further, you're asking yourself, how do I get this fine piece of radio? Well, you know what? I'm, because I'm in a good mood, I'm going to tell you how you get this fine piece of radio broadcasting. You do it in a number of ways, by the way. It is live right now on uh, 91.7. W Y X R on your FM dial. You can also catch us live on the tune in app. Uh, you can catch us on the W Y X R uh, app as well. Uh, we are also doing this little deal called Facebook live and you may be uh, tuning in and uh, checking us out. Uh, and uh, once the show is posted tomorrow, uh, it will be available on YouTube. And uh, as we are a podcast, you can catch us after tomorrow afternoon wherever it is you get your podcast thank you for asking really appreciate that we have a good show for you tonight we're going to talk about uh, uh, a couple of things that are really t- front and center on folks minds and that is the economy in which we're all dealing with in terms of the prices and the stores and possible and the, and the high inflation and the possibility of, a, of another recession Uh, and we're also going to talk uh, to our friend uh, from the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. His name is Daniel Irwin, Uh, and we're going to talk about these holiday scams, which are already starting to rear their ugly heads. And, you know, we do this because uh, they're getting pretty sophisticated and slick, and we want to keep you one step ahead of that. A little bit later on, we're going to be talking uh, to a PR specialist and guru. His name is Marvin Stockwell, and Marvin uh, really... Uh, enjoys the grassroots uh, advocating in the the PR world of uh, grassroots organizing and things like that. Um, Plus, there's another particular project that he's working on here, so we'll talk to him about that a little bit later on. But as we do each and every Monday at this particular time, uh, we celebrate you. If you uh, had a birthday over the weekend or you have one today or this week, uh, we like to do a little thing called the Real Talk Memphis Shoutout. Uh, that's where we shout you out all over the country uh, and join in your celebration of your trip around the sun. But we can't do that unless I say, hit it, Lola. Happy
1: birthday!
0: Yeah. Happy birthday, happy birthday going out too, Jimmy Sykes celebrating today. Paul Shields, it's your birthday. Happy birthday to Andrea Curry. Nina Dunn celebrating her birthday today, as in Ann, as is Ann Giles. Jackie Thompson celebrating today. Sandra Pittman, it's your birthday. My Henderson celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday to Ann Jones, to my longtime friend, Melody Meadows, and to Mr. Eric Odell. Paris, and I'm getting that familiar wave from Lola, which means she's about to turn on the mic and announce another birthday. Go ahead, Lola. A happy, happy,
2: happy birthday to Sharnell Smith and my cousin Rosario Robinson. Happy birthday today.
0: Happy birthday, y'all. see there. You know what? uh, You know, Lola never passes an opportunity to wish uh, those near and dear to her happy birthday. So to all of you, from all of us here at Real Talk Memphis... Very happy birthday, and we hope to be with you again next year for your next trip around the sun. Thanks, Loma. All right, so as we get into news and notes, uh, many of you are probably familiar, uh, maybe a little bit older, uh, with uh, a woman by the name of Irene Cara. Uh, She uh, was a singer, and uh, she sang the the theme to the movie Flashdance, which was years and years ago. Uh, And she also sang uh, the theme to the movie uh, and television series, Fame. Uh, She was also in Fame, as a matter of fact. She won an Academy Award and a Grammy for both of those uh, performances. Uh, She was 63 years young. She died on Friday afternoon and uh, don't know the circumstances uh, surrounding it. But uh, we mourn that loss. She was a very talented young woman and, uh, yeah, did some good things uh, in her very short time here on Earth. So, uh, we uh, send our condolences out to the family and all those who were fans of hers. All right. So uh, last week we talked about uh, the fact that the Tennessee Supreme Court uh, has said that life sentences for juvenile offenders are unconstitutional. Can't do it. Don't want to do it. They think it's, it's detrimental to the young person. So, you know, um, I guess this puts the rest of the question. If a minor under the age of 18 commits a major felony of uh, uh, killing someone uh, or, or something along that score, uh, we're not allowed to even uh, determine or, or have a conversation about whether that particular crime should be sentenced to a higher court uh, or to adult prison. Uh, based on the Tennessee Supreme Court, it's no. So how is all of that going to shake out when more and more of our juveniles are not only killing each other, uh, but a lot of grown folks and committing major felony crimes as well? What are the options? Because when you go to juvenile court, by the time they can only keep you till you're 19 right now, and you're back out doing your thing. Uh, With the continuation of all these juvenile crimes that is going on every single day, uh, it makes me wonder now uh, that there are really no, I don't know, no uh, uh, nothing really to, 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 to get in the way of all of that in terms of what they're doing. I, I just I have a big time problem with all of that. We'll see how it shakes out uh, as we move along down the road here. Um, pedestrian fatals is another thing that we have been dealing with a lot. A lot of folks have been killed uh, out here walking, uh, you know, in our city. Uh, in these various uh, parts of town, in these intersections, uh, we had one on Sunday morning. We're getting close to 70 uh, deaths uh, in reference to the pedestrian side of things. Uh, and, uh, you know, th- this is becoming a real, real problem. Uh, this particular person uh, who was hit yesterday morning was a was a female uh, in the Raleigh area. Uh, the driver did not stop. Uh, did not render aid; just kept on going. And when they found her, she was dead. Uh, you know, right in the middle of the intersection. This, you know, again, is becoming such a problem. That, that some organization, some group, uh, national survey group, did a survey uh, that ranks Memphis as the third most dangerous city in the country for pedestrian deaths. You know, we're we just we're just setting records all over the place here. So again uh that that's not a uh that's not a situation that we should be happy about or proud of so again we're approaching 70 right now they don't keep statistics uh um the memphis the police department does not keep statistics in that particular category that to me is a little odd but with the high number i'm thinking that might change as well but there really isn't any any reference point uh, to turn to here but just be careful nonetheless be careful Uh, So, you know, we had, uh, you know, uh, an election recently, and uh, one of those elections uh, saw Representative Barbara Cooper uh, win her re-election to her House seat in District 86. Well, uh, Barbara Cooper uh, has since died. Uh, So the governor uh, has set a primary for uh, her seat uh, in January. January 23rd is the primary. And the general election is March 14th. Now, right now, there is no representation uh, for District 86. Uh, The Shelby County Commission could appoint somebody uh, in the interim between now and the election in March. Uh, They have yet to do so. We'll see if that is done between now uh, and then. And, you know, I know that there are a lot of you out there uh, because I can just hear you grunting and moaning about the fact that um, uh, the flu season is here, and it has come pretty quickly, and it has come with a fury. Uh, A lot of kids are out of school. Uh, I mean, a lot of – so you're starting to see that already. And don't be surprised if sometime pretty soon you're going to hear on the news that school districts, entire districts will be shut down uh, for a week or so so they could uh, clear things out. Uh, get folks home, get them well, uh, and disinfect the school so they can come back to it. If you haven't got your flu shot, you really need to get one. Now, I realize that um, uh, the first thing you will say is, no, I don't get flu shots, I've never gotten the flu, blah, 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 blah. I know people who got flu shot and then got the flu. The flu shot is not guaranteed to keep you from getting the flu. The flu shot is to hopefully minimize the symptoms that you will get from the flu that is a pretty good distinction there okay you don't want to be low sick as they say and then besides that if you get the flu and you are still living at home you take it home to your parents your family you know your siblings if you have younger siblings and then what about your grandparents the older folks are more susceptible to this uh, than anybody else so again we're seeing high numbers and in the emergency rooms in this city And uh, these RSV cases, which is the respiratory issue that the younger ones get, but they can sure pass it along. And a lot of older folks are getting sick from RSV as well. And it's pretty tough on the older folks. So, again, you know, just do yourself a favor. Do your family a favor and your friends. As we get into Christmas, New Year's, times of celebration, uh, get that flu shot. All right? All right. Lecture over. So uh, we're going to take our first commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to start this show off and we're going to talk about The economy, that's something we're all talking about. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are. Quick break, right back.
4: WYXR is supported by the Orpheum Broadway season, presenting the return engagement of the musical Dear Evan Hansen, November 29th through December 4th. Dear Evan Hansen is the personal and contemporary musical about life and the way we live it. More information at orpheum-memphis.com.
2: A full day of free live music is on tap at WYXR's Race by Soundfest, sponsored by Mempho Presents. Spend the day at Crosstown Concourse on Saturday, December 3rd, to see performances by Mac Rowe, Welk Stall, Lemons, Doll McCoy, EDX Tico, Knotts, and Aaron Ray. Two ticketed fundraising events wrap up the fest Big Star's 50th anniversary of number one record at Crosstown Theater, and a DJ after party with Andrew Van Weingarten and Bodywork. Plus, Kevin Morby will kick things off on November 30th for the opening of This Is a Photograph exhibit. Go to raisedbysoundfest.com for details and ticketing info. WYXR needs volunteers for Raised by Soundfest on December 3rd. We hope you will join us for the big day and help make the festival happen. To sign up for volunteering, visit wyxr.org/get-involved.
0: Monday evening, very happy to have you with us uh, uh, for the big broadcast for the next uh, little bit. Very happy to have my first guest uh, with me as well. Uh, This is the first time I've made his acquaintance, but I've seen him several times uh, on television and other places talking about uh, the economy and and what we're dealing with and what we may face in the future. Uh, So I'm very pleased to welcome the Real Talk Memphis. Dr. John Gineski And Dr. John, it's good to see you, and thanks for coming on Real Talk. Oh, you're more than welcome. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So uh, you're an economist, uh, and uh, you kind of keep a track of, of what is going on uh, economically in, in our country. Uh, we are, are dealing with high prices everywhere, although Uh, Gas prices are starting to come down a little bit, but the grocery store prices, uh, we're still dealing with supply chain issues. Inflation is as high as it's been in in decades, uh, and we might be headed towards a recession. With all you see, uh, with all I just mentioned, what is the outlook as as you see it?
1: Let me tell you about my outlook for 23. My outlook for 23 is 23 is going to be a better year. It's going to be better than 22. Okay. And 22 wasn't terrible except for the inflation. Now, let me tell you about the inflation part. The inflation is uh, a problem that's going to diminish over a short period of time. We're going to begin to see the impact of lower oil prices and lower fuel prices show up in all of those products that you're seeing at the grocery store. Mm. Right now, uh, lots of... Uh, Suppliers and lots of businesses are taking advantage of the fact that their costs are up, therefore they're charging you more money. Well, when costs go down, they should charge you less money. So that's what I hope will happen in early 2023. We'll begin to see those signs and the threat of a recession will begin to diminish.
0: Well, that's very good news uh, if, if that all holds in place what do you to what do you attribute the the gas prices um back under three dollars i'm i'm seeing 2 two eighty to to 290 uh is that a result of of, of of more supply in terms of oil supply
1: yeah yes it's clearly a supply issue okay demand hasn't changed that much we haven't stopped driving we didn't stop driving when the gas prices were five dollars and now if they're my outlook is is that there'll be two fifty by midyear, and um, unless something happens in the Middle East or something happens uh, with with Russia and Ukraine that we don't expect, okay, gas prices should continue to decline.
0: Do you uh, place uh, any uh, of what we have been seeing lately in terms of the prices and everything else? Uh, Do you attribute any of that to the war uh, in Ukraine, or are there other contributing factors uh, in your mind?
1: Well, there are lots of contributing factors, but the war in Ukraine is one of them. And because we're operating in a global economy,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, Ukraine was a huge supplier of agricultural products to the global market. And so prices of ag commodities have gone up. They've gone up in the U.S., uh, and they've gone up around the world. And that was primarily because of Ukraine. Now, we can expect to see some relief from that if, in fact, the Ukraine
0: situation ever um, improves. So, uh, and, and speaking of that, now, you know, uh, going to the grocery store this uh, this time of year uh, and of late has not been a, a joyful experience, not only have prices skyrocketed on some of the things that we buy the most. Uh, a lot of these items you can't even find anymore. A lot of the store shelves are empty. Uh, you know what, what What is the cause of, of that, and do you think that will ease at any particular point in time?
1: Well, it's a supply chain issue, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And so uh, anytime we've got that supply chain issue, you've got to address those kind of problems. And, um, Right now, the actions of the Federal Reserve Bank are primarily aimed at slowing the economy. It's to take money out of the system, and that's supposed to uh, reduce the rate of inflation. Well, that doesn't solve the supply chain problem, and that doesn't solve the Ukraine problem. Mm -hmm. And until we get those problems solved, we're not going to see major declines in inflation. We're going to see modest declines, and I think that's what... 2023 is the outlook is for modest declines and and those are because of the fact that we're going to see uh year over year price declines in many of the goods that you currently purchase Mm -hmm. and that will be a good thing
0: well i mean any kind of relief uh you know uh for, for for consumers uh is a good thing and uh you know, speaking of that, uh, you know, we talked about the inflation uh, and, and, and 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 what the Fed is trying to do to con- control that. It's as high as it's been in, what, three decades now in terms of the inflation?
1: Yeah, uh, it's been quite a long time. OK, but let me give you an example. When I moved to Memphis in 1976, I bought a house. And the interest rate on my house was 10 and five eighths. It's currently six and a half. Okay. Okay. So there's a long way to go before it's a huge disaster, but it's a disaster nonetheless. And we have a lot of poor people in Memphis. Yes. We have a lot of people that, that, that do listen to the radio who in fact can't afford cable TV because the cable rates have gone up too high. and, 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 and the truth of it is, is is that is that they are being harmed the most by the inflation. And they're the ones that can't afford to pay the bills. And they're the ones that we have to worry about the most.
0: And, you know, that's not an indictment, uh, Dr. John. That's a fact. I mean, there is a very high poverty rate in the city of Memphis, uh, which makes the folks who are struggling now uh, have to strain and struggle even more uh, you know in reference to to what we're seeing from the from the price uh, pricing situation and everything else so uh, you know based on on what you're talking about and what you're saying there the, the ride is still going to be rough for for a while for for our folks uh am, am I hearing you correctly with that
1: I'm saying the, the, the ride has been rough for our folks for generations yeah yeah and and we're just in a little rough spell. Now, the good news is, is that the job market has stayed fairly strong. So people can find work, uh, if they can work and many of our poorest people can't work, they can't work because they're too old or they're too young or they're too, uh, incapacitated. So there are lots of reasons for people not to be able to work, but for those people who can work, it's great that jobs are out there. Okay. For people to take. Now, the worst possible situation would be you have inflation and you have no job.
0: Well, that's a that's a that's a pretty nasty combination. Uh, I I, I do note, though, and maybe maybe you have as well. uh, There are um, jobs available, but there aren't a lot of people willing to go uh, and get these jobs, especially in the service industry, because everywhere you go. Uh, the customer service is just horrible, uh, primarily because they can't keep and, and, and restaurant owners in places like that, they will tell you we can't we can't we can't get anybody. We can't find anybody. We can't get anybody who wants to work. What's your take on that?
1: Well, uh, my take on that's typically uh, that it's a, a pricing issue. In other words, if you're willing to pay. People are willing to work. And if you're not willing to increase their wages enough to attract workers, then it's very difficult to do it. Now, it is true that there's a shortage of workers, and and many employers are facing that. Even our finest employers
2: mm-hmm. are facing
1: uh, problems with uh, finding workers, especially high quality workers. Mm-hmm. But um, but still, the issue is is that if you desperately needed a job. You could find one. And that's good news for the people who struggle the hardest and the most in Memphis.
0: That's very true. Uh well listen, I, I, I have I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I've been looking forward to talking to you. And uh uh, you know, you heard him, ladies and gentlemen. a brighter days uh are forecast ahead for twenty twenty-three. Uh, Dr. John Ganusky, uh, thank you, sir, for coming on uh, my show. And I hope that this is your first time, but I hope you surely hope it won't be your last. I hope so, too. You take care. Have a great night. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Well, there you go. Uh, that, that's a kind of a broad look at uh, what we could be dealing with uh, the next uh, several months as this year winds down and a new year uh, starts up uh, relatively soon. In terms of the economic outlook of things, because boy, I tell you, it's been rough, and it's been rough on on everybody—not just the particular segment, as he as he discussed, those who were struggling already, but uh, for all of us dealing with uh, the gas prices and the supply chain issues and the high prices in stores and everything else. So, uh, very happy to have that perspective from someone who knows what he's talking about. We're going to take our next break, and when we come back, we're going to shift gears, and we're going to talk about holiday. Scams. This is the holiday season, and we see an escalation in these holiday scams. And I also want to talk about payday loans and things like that, too, uh, some of these folks that rip off folks. But that's a whole other story. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in just a minute after we take this next break. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be right back.
5: Support for WYXR comes from Farmburger. Farmburger is your neighborhood grass-fed burger joint located in the east atrium of Crosstown Concourse, offering custom grass-fed burgers, seasonal salads, and more. Farmburger takes pride in their grass-fed beef and partners with local farmers such as Home Place Pastures, Bonnie Blue Farm, and Marmalou Farms. For more information, visit farmburger.com. Support for WYXR comes from New Ballet Ensemble and School. Nut Remix is back for its 20th anniversary performances at the Cannon Center, November 26th and 27th. A modern reinvention of Tchaikovsky's classic Nutcracker, set on Beale Street with the Memphis Symphony Orchestra and Jukin dancer Lil Buck. More information at newballet.org.
1: Hey, we're Macro.
6: We're playing live at WYXR's Raised by Soundfest on Saturday, December 3rd.
1: Catch us in the Central Atrium at Crosstown Concourse. We'd love to see you there.
4: For more information, visit RaisedBySoundfest.com.
0: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. So happy to have you with us. And you know, we're getting into the the, the holiday shopping season has officially started um, after Thanksgiving, of course. And today is Cyber Monday, if I'm not mistaken. So a lot of folks doing a lot of online shopping. Lola's over there; she's on her phone right now, doing some she's trying to find some Christmas presents this year. But um, one thing that we deal with a lot. Uh, of on the regular but in, to me during this time of year in particular uh, because folks are in that shopping zone is scams and uh, that's a very very big deal so I, I brought along a, a good friend he's been with us before several times uh, for some good information Daniel Irwin uh, joins us from the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. Daniel I hope you had a good Thanksgiving and it's good to see you my friend. I did thanks for having me. Absolutely so you know, you, you you're my go-to when it comes to things like this, and and especially uh, seasons like this as well. Uh, it just it just amazes me, and it still does, um, how uh, advanced some people are in terms of the scams. Uh, they, they continue to ratchet those up, uh, you know, on a, on a, on a regular basis. And uh, I was just uh, uh, br- I wanted to bring you on to kind of inform our listeners what to expect you know as we get into the holiday season
6: yeah well you know it's it's big business right uh these scammers wouldn't be doing it if people weren't falling for it and they treat it like a business you know they take profits and they put it back into it and invest and uh you know they, they there's a lot of technology behind it in fact you know you're talking about it being cyber monday the number one riskiest scam for consumers is online purchase scams uh, and actually, online purchase scams account uh, for forty uh, percent of all the scam reports uh, reported to the Better Business Bureau.
0: You know, I uh, talked to uh, someone that you that you all work with pretty regularly, Regina Newman, uh, yeah. you know, in, in her office, and, and I know you all work together and she gets a lot of information. Their office gets a lot of information from yours. and she and she mentioned that that's an astronomically high number. Um, am I just making that up because to, because for me, 40 percent that's a huge number in yeah terms now of...
6: now keep in mind you know not very many people report scams right our our best guess is that one in 17 people actually report scams but to our national scam tracker we have a, a tool that we use to track scams where people can go online to bbb.org scam tracker not only can you report a scam but you can check out uh, one of these these websites to see if anybody's reported it nationwide as being a scam but what's reported to us again Online purchase scams make up, up 40% of 40% of all the scams reported to the Better Business Bureau nationwide. So, yeah, that, that is a, a real uh, number. Um, but it is it does seem pretty high, but it's it's real. Uh, but but what's really um, disturbing about that is we've seen a trend this time last year, um, people reporting scams to us. but But the number, the percentage of people that actually lost money to one of these fake websites was about 35%. This year, it's about sixty percent of people that are reporting these fake websites, but are actually losing money and falling for them.
0: So it's even so it's even worse. Yes, sir. I mean that that's and and that's the the, the very sad part of all of this that people are still falling for it. But I guess uh, it, it says too that there's a bit of more of a sophistication uh, in in uh, getting people uh, to give up information, uh, particularly as it pertains to the internet i mean the, 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 these type of things that come along you know especially the, the scam uh that you get something that looks like it's from your banking institution or or, or some financial institution that says uh you know we want to update our files and we want to make sure that we have uh you know your up-to-date information uh, I, I would imagine that that's a pretty big scam isn't it yeah that's that's another one too
6: right you know um all, all pretty much all the scams out there are imposter scams, right? Mm-hmm. They're all some there's someone trying to claim that they're somebody else to get your information, and their money. Um, again, you know, we hear about the MLGW scam, right? Where, you know, every sure. time it gets hot or it gets cold, someone's trying to impersonate MLGW to what? To get your money, to get your social security number, sure. right? Uh, government grant scams, Uh, most of the scams are imposter scams. You know, in online shopping, it can be really hard out there for for even professionals to tell what's real and what's not, right? Because these are real websites with real pictures, with real prices. But the difference is, as you're going to these websites, you're trying to purchase something, you're just never getting anything in return, right? They're just stealing your money. So it's really hard to tell what's real and what's not.
0: So based on what you just said, give our listeners some tips uh, to pay attention to. I know the from to uh, at the top of these emails is is, 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 a, is a critically important component in all of that.
6: Yeah, so some red flags when, when, when shopping online, right, specifically for that would be huge discounts on hot gift items, especially when it's touted on social media or on unfamiliar websites, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So anytime you see a product that's in, in this case, maybe hundreds of dollars less than other retailers, that should make you stop to think, hmm, why is this, why is this being advertised so low? Um, probably the number one thing, though, across the board when it comes to scams, not only uh, to uh, of, of online purchase scams and these fake websites, but also those emails and those text messages that you were mentioning is scammer grammar. Right. Mm. That's spelling errors and shoddy grammar on a website or in an email. Sure. And, and the reason why it's, you know, it's 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 usually most of these scams are perpetrated overseas, especially these fake websites. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when they're being when they're being written up, they're they're written by people that don't necessarily speak English as a first language or they're using a Google translator. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, scammer grammar is, is something it's a it's a huge red flag. Right. And mispl- misspelled words are a big one. Kind of a pro tip and something that we see a lot in in just a variety of different fake websites is if you're on a website and you scroll all the way down to the contact us page, yeah, one common mistake that for whatever reason all the a lot of these fake websites have in common is the word address is misspelled before the address. So that's a key one, oh, right? Oh, wow.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, look yeah. for
6: misspellings like that because real retailers and, 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 and legitimate retailers aren't going to miss something as, as, as obvious as that, right? They're not going to have misspelled words, especially the word address. Um, the other thing to watch out for is misplaced and transposed letters in the URL, right? Yeah. Because most of us do a lot of shopping on our phone, we don't see the full URL. So when we click on links from social media, it can take us to a lookalike site right, a look-alike site. Just because you see an emblem or a logo that you recognize doesn't mean you're really on that real site. So you gotta be really careful, especially when you're on your phone, um, because you don't always see the full URL. And so also look for limited or suspicious contact options on a website. Mm-hmm. For example, um, if you go scroll down to the contact us and they only have a fill in contact form, yeah. or they don't have a phone number, or they have a customer service email, but that email is a Gmail account, and not a corporate one, yeah. that
0: would
6: be a really big red flag, and you might want to look somewhere else to make your purchase.
0: If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Daniel Irwin, our good friend from the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South, and talking about uh, some of the uh, more familiar scams uh, that uh, folks deal with on a regular basis. You know, I've gotten uh, a few in the past. I, I even get them today. F- for example, from a, from a from a computer software company that says that that, I, that says you know you bought security from us congratulations uh your purchase of uh four hundred and fifty dollars you know to extend your uh you know uh protection package uh you know has has cleared and this and that and I, I delete all these things right away right. but again if you're not paying attention and if you if you see that and it the first thing that comes to your mind is wait what and it scares you and you try to reach out to these folks that's when the trouble start really starts am i correct in that
6: right so that's that's a tactic that they use. We usually call it phishing, but they're phishing for information. So they send you that and you know that you haven't you haven't purchased that. Exactly. Well they'll call the company or they'll call the scammer, right? Mm-hmm. They'll they'll indicate that they're they're with a the company even though they're not, and then they'll they'll start to try to press you for personal information. They'll say something to the effect of, oh, well let us take care of that. You're saying you didn't purchase that? Well, what's your credit card number? Let me let me check our let me check our system or there you what's go. your address? There you go. Let me just see what what's your name. You know, well, let, let me just double check. Oh, I, I'll handle that for you. Oh, yeah, I, I see we, we don't have payment on file. Or, you know, they'll start to ask you questions. And that's when people usually let their guard down. Um, you know, so you got to be really careful, you know, contacting or, or responding to an unsolicited message or call of any kind. You know, the other main thing that's going around right now that we see a lot about, we see a lot of, but we don't talk about a lot. Are those uh, those pesky text messages or emails that purportedly come from a shipping company, right? Yeah. Saying that you have a package. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really important to note that you will never have to pay money or give personal information for a package that's already in transit. Um, but we get a lot of reports of this around this time of year with all the packages that are being delivered going back and forth. FedEx, yeah. sure. UPS, the Postal Service are never going to reach out to you and request money or information to deliver a package that's in transit. That's that's going to be a scam every single time.
0: OK, so I, I want to I end on this because uh, when I was speaking with Regina Newman recently, this came up uh and it's not necessarily a crime per se, but it is a crime against humanity. And that is these payday lending joints that, that charge you so much interest. I mean, it, it is, it, you, you pay way more than what right. you get. Uh, is, is there any rule of thumb that, that goes along with dealing with uh, payday lending uh, uh, places?
6: Unfortunately, it's legal in the state of Tennessee, and uh, you're right, it, it's, it's, not, it's not a crime, but it is a crime against humanity, and it's a scourge on our society. And they, really the only thing I can say is that, you know, uh, they prey on people, and they prey on people during the holidays, right? They know that yes. people are, are um, you know, they're hurting still, we're still recovering from COVID, inflation is high, people don't have enough money as it is, and they're being bombarded with ads all the time to buy this and buy that. It's never been easier to get in debt ever, right? You can't even go shopping online without, without a little an icon where you can you can pay later, right? Yeah. Um true. so 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 predatory lenders know this and so they they advertise and and you know they especially this time of year, and just know that you know you do have options out there. Um, you don't have to go and pay 30, 35% interest at one of these, or even higher than that at a check cashing place or at a title loan place. You know, um, there are options that you have. And if you don't understand what it is that you're signing, give the Better Business Bureau a call. We are staffed up. We have people that answer the phones all day long and they give advice. You know, if you don't understand what compound interest is, you know, reach out to somebody that does. Call because, somebody
0: find out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
6: It, it really can it can ruin your life. I mean, you know, once once you get sideways with some of these predatory lenders and these loans, your credit will never recover. I mean, it's just, it's just horrible. So the best thing you can do is just avoid it altogether. Or if you are in a situation where you're already tied into a predatory lender, reach out to the Better Business Bureau. We do have some resources that we can maybe, you know, steer you towards. Or, you know, um, uh, Regina Newman's uh, outfit over there, the Shelby County Trustee. They have a bank on Memphis, and they have the uh, Financial Empowerment Center. They're, uh, they've got tons of resources, but you know, you're not alone. You don't have to turn to that. And if you are sideways in that, you know, there are resources. So reach out.
0: Daniel Irwin from the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. As always, my friend, thank you so much for uh, your your wise words and your valuable uh, information. If I don't speak to you beforehand, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays to you and yours. And please be safe out there. You as well. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that you learned something in that conversation because I always do when I talk to folks. And if you have any questions or any doubts about anything you see, you know, or or read or hear about, you can always reach out to the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. One final break. And when we come back, we're going to shift gears again. We're going to talk a little bit about PR and uh, to somebody who's been doing it for a while and uh, a particular uh, project of interest uh, of his as well. This is Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. I'm Chip. We'll be right back.
4: WYXR is supported by the Onstage at the Halloran Center season, presenting the Orchestra Unplugged, Vivaldi, The Four Seasons, on Thursday, November 17th. Robert Moody and members of the Memphis Symphony Orchestra will bring you Inside the Mind and Music of Vivaldi.
7: Raised by Soundfest is coming December 3rd. Go to RaisedBySoundfest.com for more information.
4: WYXR supported by GPAC presenting Australian guitarist Tommy Emmanuel on Friday, January 13th Tommy Emmanuel is known for his fingerstyle technique, live performances and use of percussive effects on the guitar. More information at gpacweb.com
2: This is Will Goodwin, co-founder at Crosstown Brewing Company. Just like WYXR, Crosstown Brewing supports Memphis music and our neighbors who use their talents to make it. Our beers can be found at our 3,000-square-foot tap room right here at the Crosstown Concourse and at your favorite bars, restaurants, and stores throughout Tennessee, Mississippi, and eastern Arkansas. Enjoy.
0: You know, as we said, but 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 at the top of the show, uh, my next guest is someone uh, you know who's been around this market for a while. A lot of folks know him. He has been doing PR for for quite some time for various groups, organizations, and companies and businesses. And and these days, uh, you know, he's continuing to do that and a few other things. Uh, But I wanted to talk to him, uh, you know, about uh, you know where he is uh, in terms of some of the grassroots organizations' efforts that he is uh, really championing. Championing these days, uh, so please welcome to Real Talk Memphis Marvin Stockwell. What's going on, Marvin? Good to see you, man.
7: Chip, great to see you. Uh, thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely, man. It's it's a, it's a pleasure to have you. So, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, championing the cause, which which I really yeah. like. you know, mm-hmm. a, as a handle, and that, that that's kind of your 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 organization handle in, in terms of the PR that you do these days. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that.
7: Yeah. So I, I got curious about why I had the fire in the gut to continue to champion the cause of saving and reopening the Mid South Coliseum. So I started writing a book, still haven't published it, but still working on it. Uh, and a couple of years ago, I, I started a podcast called uh, Champions of the Lost Causes. So I interview people on my podcast about why they champion their cause and what their experiences have been. Um, so when I decided to, to, uh, establish my own publicity practice, champion the cause uh, seemed the the most appropriate name from a branding perspective, but just, I don't know, it just fits my life uh, pretty well. I seem to be a a cause-based PR pro more than anything else. I was at at Church Health uh, for years and then most recently media relations director at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital before I went out on my own. So I've always been kind of a cause-based uh PR guy or advocacy uh and really my own cause has has taught me brand new things i guess what you'd call you know government relations but it's all been an evolving process and, and I'm about a, a PR pro with about 18 years experience uh mainly in Memphis although St. Jude certainly opened me up to learning how to <clears throat> Earn media on the national and international uh, level.
0: There are uh, quite a few, uh, probably more than I'll, I'll ever know, organizations uh, out there that fit uh, the moniker of, uh, of, of places that you want to champion their cause. Of course, you mentioned uh-huh. St. Jude, and there are uh, there are there are so many others. So, I mean, I, I, but did you you saw a need? It, it clearly mm-hmm. drove you. I think. Uh, the yeah. need-based uh uh places that you that you have uh worked at and and, and mm-hmm. have done and did, done business with really fall under that moniker so it, it's it almost seems very apropos uh that 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 you know what you do is based on that theme champion the cause yeah
7: you know it's just um i i uh there's a kind of a, a rule of thumb people say well you, you know we'd all love to you know do pr just for causes that that are near and dear to our heart i have agency friends that have said you know like oh we call those palate cleansers you know that's supposed to like get, make you be okay for sure. doing pr for all the places you don't want to do pr for sure then there's of course there's no uh there's there's honor in all work of course uh, but for me, I've always been a cause-based, mission-centric guy. So I just thought there's enough need out there, and yes, the idea of championing a cause is is fairly broad. I, so I recently brought on my first healthcare science comms client, uh, Novant Health, out of the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. And you know what is health other than championing the cause or of, of of healthcare, better health for people? So it's a fairly broad definition that I can fit and I wouldn't say everything, but, and in fact, uh, somebody said, now Marvin, aren't you afraid that the word cause is going to hurt you because, you know, you might not get the FedEx account. And I thought for a second, and I thought, you know, FedEx is a great company and everything, but I I don't, I don't really want the FedEx, uh, you know, account, you know, unless it's their corporate social responsibility work, then I'm probably all ears, but yeah.
0: So I saw you recently and uh, you and I chatted and you mentioned something that, uh-huh. I, that I'm, I'm really interested in hearing yeah. more about, which is this 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 thing with the Mid-South Coliseum. So talk to me mm-hmm. or talk to our listeners about sure. this particular project you have going on there.
7: Yeah, so I, I co-founded the Coliseum Coalition in early 2015, and we're the grassroots group uh, that has worked constructively with the city of Memphis on trying to find uh, a new use for the the Mid South Coliseum. There's certainly a lot of love for the Mid South Coliseum. What we've learned, kind of executive summary, is you know, <clears throat> two separate assessments, including the city's own, uh, have found that the Coliseum is in excellent shape. Uh, so we think it deserves a, a second act, and there there are some 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 real ideas that are that are starting to make their way to the city's desk, so to speak, for consideration. But what we've done as a grassroots group is just first of all, kind of beat the drum of civic enthusiasm. Uh, And you've seen public opinions, you know, change about the Coliseum. In the early days, people would kind of look at us a little little crazy and say, but then they usually, they kind of look both ways and they'd say, you know, I've always loved the the Coliseum. Is it okay for me to say that? Mm -hmm. You know, because it was fairly countercultural back then. Flash forward to today. And when we give tours, we've given north of 120 uh, VIP tours for potential investors and other structural experts, et cetera. And people look at us and they go, yeah, when, when is that going to reopen? And so I think if you look at the other wins that Memphis has stacked up, uh, you're sitting in one there at Crosstown Concourse. Yeah, that's true. I, I think we, we've rattled off as a city, a ridiculous litany of wins that most people, if, if, if you'd said all this stuff's going to happen in and, and 15 years ago, and you know, predicted that the, the Overton Park shell was going to come back. That was an early win, you know, but The Chiska Hotel, uh, the 19th Century Club, Crosstown Concourse, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think Memphians have developed an expectation that things are going to surge back to life. And I just feel like if Crosstown Concourse can can happen, uh, the Coliseum's not nearly as heavy a lift.
0: You know that's interesting uh, that you say that. You know, there's a lot of work going on over there. I mean, we see it. I mean, every mm-hmm. day. I mean, God, good gracious, this this huge facility that the city that the city's got that's going to incorporate, uh, you know, all the recreational mm-hmm. activities and a lot of other things. It's, it's right in that zone there, Marvin. So I am right. trying to figure. Out. So I think a lot of people, when they see that, you know, th- th- there's a natural question: How does the Mid South Coliseum even fit in all of this? Besides, it's a historical. You know, sure. uh, you know, facility that that so many uh, who were born and raised here, you know, spent time in at one time or another. Mm.
7: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, th- there have been people have said, hey, why doesn't the Memphis Hustle play there? <laughs> uh, I think that would be a great idea. I think you could make the case for a, a set of basketball uses. That's but, you know, That's my bad. my friend Chris, Christopher Reyes has uh, put forth his Baron Von Opperbean virtual reality, augmented reality. Uh, idea. The flyer did a cover story on it a couple of years ago. So that's an idea that's floating out there. It's not, not secret. Um, but so it's it's a good building. It's a great building that is in excellent shape. So with the investment all around it, you'd think that there would be an opportunity for the city to capitalize on that, not to mention the fact that the tourism development zone uh, which the, they fund, the, the reinv- essentially a sales tax recapture mechanism mm-hmm. that allows them to issue the bonds for the improvements. And then you're able to kind of keep a certain amount of the sales tax local to pay down the bonds. So currently the Coliseum is, is earning no tax dollars. Right, <laughs> so right. if you put something in the Coliseum that earns tax dollars, all of that tax revenue goes towards the increment. So Our point all along has been if if the Coliseum could be returned to tax generating status, uh, it would it would spin off so much additional revenue that you could do that much more good with it, It quickly pay down the bonds um, and and be able to fund additional stuff.
0: Well, I think, you know, uh, anything that helps to generate revenue and income uh, for for, for Mm -hmm. the city. It's probably a good thing. It's an interesting concept that you have, uh, and uh, we're we're gonna we'll keep an eye on it and and, and see and see how it goes, and um, check in with you every now and again to see if if there's any progress being made on it. Uh, so I'm, 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 thank you for coming on and sharing because I, 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 I appreciate, appreciate it. I've been, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, I can't, I really need to ask you about this mid South cow. but I mean, you know what, there's some points There's some valid points that were made there. And so I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I
7: don't think, I don't think it's as impossible as everybody thinks. And I, and I don't think that mayor Strickland's uh, proposal, uh, is a done deal. You know, like if you're reading the stories, it's, it, it. It, it, seems it looks like, like it the, yeah yeah the soccer stadium slash coliseum thing is really in third place behind yeah. the FedEx Forum and Liberty Bowl pieces yeah so we'll see I mean it's going to be a while before he knows exactly what type of uh, funding he may or may not get from the legislature
0: yeah Marvin thank you so much uh, Marvin Stockwell ladies and gentlemen many thanks so appreciate you man we'll be in contact okay appreciate you Take yes care. sir right, many thanks bye bye. So there you go. Uh, you know, you have to have a, you have to have a, to be a visionary to have a vision, and he's got a vision. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll keep a track on it and see uh, how things uh, go in terms of that. So another good show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you learned something. I hope you got something out of it. As always, we really appreciate you uh, all checking in. I see folks on the on the timeline down here, and uh, I think Vicky Goodman and Michael Harris and Sarah Gum and. Uh, Tess uh, Graham and a few other folks I appreciate you as always Thank you, thank you, thank you Uh, So as uh, Lola plays us out uh, Once again, really appreciate you uh, For uh, spending this hour On your Monday evening with us Uh, We hope that we provide the type of show uh, That is uh, entertaining and informative And all I ask is this uh, Please tell somebody about Real Talk Memphis We're trying to do something here trying to make a difference uh, in our community uh, and uh, we hope that we're doing that. you yeah, have a suggestion for a guest or a comment or opinion you'd like to share with me, I'm not hard to find uh, on social media. So uh, for all of us here, for Lola, for Nicole, and for your humble host, Chip, uh, you take care. In the meantime and in between time, we are Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We're out. See you next week.